0: Where you going, Rudy?
1: I'm in the goddamn club, aren't I? another episode of the reddit horror club this week we will be discussing houseu 1977's house uh as picked by
0: goddess Furch
1: thank you uh as always i am joined by adam and scott
0: hey did we did we
2: invite him onto the podcast or just ignore his <laughs>
1: desire to be on I, it well did he have a desire because he always says that Never. he can't do it
2: it's because he's adam's puppet account
0: <laughs> yeah, for sure.
1: The uh, I mean,
0: I I usually I contact people ahead of time, but because we're you know sort of double barreling these, I just I didn't bother. Sorry, he would have push.
2: said no anyway. It's all right. Probably. No,
1: he listens. Are you kidding me?
2: No, I'm saying he would have he would have wanted to be on it.
1: Well, if if he did want to be on it, I I do feel a little bad. If he wants to hop on, like, my episode and tell me how shitty Alligator is, I'll allow it.
2: Dude, and if he wants to be on my episode of whatever I finally decide to pick, he's more than welcome to. Actually, we could have, like, a group chat where it's, like, ten people just talking over each other and telling each other that they're not smart. I would totally be okay (laughs) with that.
1: But if we want to talk about movies that are smart, how Sue.
2: Yes, dude. The subtext, the fucking art direction... The, the the morality play, dude, th- it doesn't get better than this movie, can seriously. We,
1: can we talk about a few things real quick that I found out while uh, watching this movie with a group of people the other night? First, sure. First off, the entire plot line of this movie is based on the director's daughter's dream.
2: Okay, side note, stop fucking eating while you're talking. <laughs> I
1: can't help it! I'm starving. The
2: cookie dough ice
0: cream will melt if he doesn't
2: eat it. Yeah,
1: come on now.
2: I'm gonna die if I don't eat this ice
1: cream right now, guys.
0: Um, oh, my diabetes.
1: The other thing is that this movie is a response to Jaws. <laughs> yeah,
0: well, it, it, they, didn't, they didn't want um, to make a Jaws ripoff, but when Jaws came out, the Japanese were like, wow. That made a lot of money. We should make a horror movie, too. I and mean, then they got this absolute psychopath.
1: <laughs> this crazy man who clearly has, a, like, some deeply disturbed daughter who's dreaming about fucking pianos eating people and flying heads and all types of shit. I love,
2: you know, the best thing about this movie has to be the absolute absurd mishmash of over-the-top, vaudeville-esque comedy and severe art horror. Like, just the, the sen- sensei who's like, na <laughs> like, what is happening here? The whole movie. And like I said in the last podcast, Megan was just, like, watching over my shoulder on the couch, and she's like, this is the most ridiculous thing I've ever seen you watch.
1: Well, and like what I was saying, it was very difficult to watch this movie because you had the one person who loved this movie that wanted to put it on, two other people and everyone else had never seen this movie before. And really, like movie night for my uh, like my movie night thing is like the same as when I have a wrestling pay-per-view party. Like it's not really about the wrestling or the movie. It's more like an excuse to get together and eat food and just kind of hang out. But, like, this was a fucking movie that no one could take their goddamn eyes off of. So, they kept asking all these questions. And it's like, you can't ask questions about this movie because this movie means nothing.
2: No, yeah, yeah, there's no
0: (laughs) point. (laughs) Entirely style over substance. I don't know what the fuck even happened. Is is Gorgeous alive? Or is that the ant? Or has Gorgeous become the ant? Or has the ant become Gorgeous? Who what what the fuck? I don't know. The only thing I know is that Mac the fat
2: girl isn't fat, which is <laughs> awesome, hilarious. And then but they and they also are really shitty to her. They're like you look real chubby and I can eat you up, blah blah. And then also Kung Fu has a nice ass.
0: Yeah. You cool Kung, Kung,
1: Kung Fu. Fu. Kung you fu, cool kung fu. <laughs> You're so cool kung fu. <laughs>
0: like
1: that is right up there with uh fucking evil Ed in um in uh Fright Night. You're so cool, Brewster. <laughs> yes,
2: I I don't. You know I know this isn't a Fright Night discussion, but man, Evil Ed is such a prick. He yeah. kind of deserves to get turned into a vampire. Yeah,
1: no, he's. After I saw the remake, I rewatched the original to like. Kind of see how they held up. Because I really liked the remake. I think it's one of the better remakes out there. And I was like, man, they really made the creative decision to not make Evil Eddie the shittiest best friend that has ever existed in 80s cinema. Like, <laughs> he is just an asshole the whole movie.
2: Yeah, he is.
1: Um, Yeah, there's... A, this is one of those movies that, like, it's hard to even do a discussion on Hal Sue. Because it is not a movie that you... You've just experience it. It's barely a movie. It's an experience.
0: You don't yeah. talk about Hausu, you talk about the the experience of having watched Hausu. Well, and that like,
1: brings me to the most important thing, which is, like, I've seen this a couple times. I do want to do a quick story of my one friend's reason why he hates this movie, and then I want to hear Adam's seeing it in a live theater experience. But yeah. my one friend's experience, he hates this movie because as a kid, he ran it 1985's house from a video store, and by a, a mix up, that the tape for House Sue was inside the case. And, and he's like, All I I just kept sitting there being like, When is the great American hero showing up? And it like, never fucking happened. But Adam, you saw you actually lucked out, and there was a live screening of this movie this past week for you to see.
0: Uh, I wouldn't say I lucked out, but yeah, there was. <laughs> um, if there was
1: ever a film I'd want to see in a theater with a crowd, this is probably pretty high up there for me.
0: <laughs> well, here's the thing: it wasn't it wasn't a theater; it was an art art studio, like where they put art installations, okay. and we just happened to have a screening there, and it was uh, maybe twelve people, and the uh, the diversity was not very high (laughs) it was was mainly um i think i was the only person in the building that wasn't wearing horn-rimmed glasses (laughs) that narrows it down (laughs) for anybody a lot of people dare ironically to watch houseu and i think me and my friend that went were the only ones who (laughs) were honestly there just to like enjoy and experience houseu um okay but I, I didn't write normal notes. I wrote it like a story, <laughs> like I'm gonna I'm gonna like tell you about my night watching How to. All right, okay. let's
1: let's do this up then.
0: All right, so I start the night by listening to VH1's 100 Greatest Songs of the '90s. <laughs> <laughs> As On Vogue tells me about their love and how I'm never gonna get it, I begin to already regret this decision. I went to one of these college screenings before, and it was populated mostly by people with the the sides of their heads shaved, ironically. Men, women, and all the in-between. The bus schedule puts me downtown 40 minutes early. I drink a coffee and smoke. My friend Matt agreed to come to this with me. I meet him there at 10 minutes, too. One of the reviews I saw on IMDb was literally titled, Don't Watch This on Drugs, or You Might Die. I'm a good friend. (laughs) I'm a good friend, so I told him to get nice and stoned before I met him. <laughs> <laughs> his, eyes, his, his eyes look like two piss holes in a snowbank, and he tells me about a folk punk record that he's been listening to all day. I am regretting getting coffee and wishing I had got beer. <laughs> okay. the, the installation for this month is cases of dead insects arranged by color to make like pictures. So that was fucking weird. Uh, Lesbians outnumber us three to one. I'm the only person here not wearing horn-rimmed glasses. There you go. (laughs) Matt suggests we get pizza after this. I agree. Okay. So the the curators get on stage. They are the most socially awkward people I think I've ever seen. (laughs) One of them talks. The other one is just standing there looking at his feet. Um, We watch a trailer for The Room, which they're screening next week, which I'm totally going to go to that. That's going to be a a little better. And then we have a video appreciation by director Ty West that comes on the DVD. Offering no real insight into this movie, Ty finishes it off in his mouth and swallows in under four minutes. (laughs) The movie begins, From what we have seen and been told, no one is very excited. It sounds fucking punishing, and then, <laughs> and then the movie started, and I tried to take notes for this fucking movie. <laughs> <laughs> it, I got one, two, three, three notes, and then I just stopped. Well, so they the dudes that were running it had a PA set up for the sound. And the levels that they had were completely fucked. So the music was ten times louder than anything else. And it stayed that way for the whole goddamn movie. So there's just this, like, blaring, crazy, inappropriate music that didn't work with anything, just pumping in my ear the whole movie. Um, I've got Dear God, the editing. Dear God, this music. And then I've got Very Fast, Experimental, Strange. And then I just put, I can't do this, I can't do this, I give up. And I put my notebook away. And there we go. And I
1: don't have the ability to send you guys a message, apparently. I'm looking at the Wikipedia page, and I just stumbled upon what might be my favorite piece of creepy... um, (laughs) Creepy factoid? Uh, But since I can't pronounce anyone's names normally, I'm going to refer them by their first name and the director just by the name The Director. Uh, Okay. Actress Kimmy was uncomfortable about her nude scene in the film. To make her more comfortable, actress Yoko also took off her clothes. After the director saw Yoko nude, he included a nude scene for her in the film, which was not in the original script.
2: Nice! (laughs) Dude, is that director me?
0: (laughs) No, because you would have had a Kung Fu nude scene, and it would have been awesome. Dude, man, yeah.
1: So is there anything we can say about Hal Su? Because I kind of just want to read everyone's comments about this.
0: No, well, I
2: just... I about have about this movie aside from... Okay, let's, let's just talk about favorite scenes. Mine is the severed head chomping on a girl's ass. <laughs> Hilarious! <laughs> this was my All first I... time watching it, by the way.
1: Oh, was this your first time, Adam?
2: Me too. Yeah, yeah.
1: All right. So I'm the only one that had seen this
0: before. Uh, it was phenomenal. Yeah. Fa- favorite scene for me would be when they get to the house and that chandelier drops the thing, and Kung Fu does this crazy flip in the air and then kicks the chandelier thing, and it like sticks in a wall plug or something. And that was the point in the movie where I was really like, "What the fuck is going on? This is gonna be insane." And it just gets, it just ramps up so fucking fast from there and just like crazy shit. Oh my God.
1: And then, uh, shortly after that, someone says, you so cool Kung Fu. <laughs>
0: <Yeah>. <laughs> that is like the new, is that what you wanted your flair to be? Yes. <laughs> yes.
1: You so cool Kung Fu. so um, cool Kung Fu. But, uh, my favorite scene, and it's kind of like the the infamous scene because it's so absurd. But I, I mean, the fucking piano eating someone is just phenomenal.
2: Um, it's so it's so over the top and great.
1: It's so and so. You guys know that I do the the uh, horror videos for Halloween for people's parties, where I'll just like import all the horror movies I own and then just get the most ridiculous scenes and cut them into like an hour long montage. And uh, I put the piano scene in the video, and for whatever reason, even though the movie like automatically comes with subtitles when you put it in, the subtitles didn't convert over. When I when I converted it onto my computer, and that scene is—I mean—you you can kind of follow what's going on, but it's having watched it with a group of people who couldn't read, like didn't have any subtitles to tell them what exactly was being said. It is a very confusing thing to watch. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, you're not getting much there. You're getting, oh, my fingers are gone.
1: I'm gonna Just keep playing. the only project. <laughs> The other thing that I love in this movie, and it caused an entire side conversation while we watched this, is the random skeleton that's just like constantly coming alive in random scenes. Uh, Because it it led us into a discussion of how great Lost Skeleton of Cadaver was. (laughs) Um, But that's—I mean, that's it. I got—I like I said, this is—I have not looked forward to reading notes on a movie as badly as this. Just like reading everyone's comments and opinions. Yeah,
0: I'm pretty jazzed about it. I just have one last thing from from my journal of seeing this. So the movie ended, and I have, they offer, the the curators offer us no insight into the movie and offer no chance for discussion. We shuffle out into the cold. Me and Matt ate pizza and talked about how hot Kung Fu was. Then I went home and showered. <laughs> 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 was- uh
1: a beautiful ending to a beautiful story. Um, so let's start with Adam this time on what have you been watching?
0: Uh, um, Alright, I'm going to finish off the rest of the list here. Pulling it up just a sec. Alright, so I uh, watched Mad Max Road Warrior. That's always so fun to watch. I love that movie. know, okay. We go in. We kill. Um, I got... Oh, I watch I I've been I've started watching Gotham. Anybody been watching that? Adam? No, that's the one um that's the one
2: uh uh kind of booky kind of TV show that I haven't really gotten into.
1: I haven't watched it, but I've been told that like the first 4 or 5 episodes are complete ass and then it suddenly becomes good out of nowhere.
0: Huh. Yeah, I'm not uh, I'm not enjoying it very much right now. <laughs> you know why I read comic books and watch comic book movies is for like escapism, and because these people are doing crazy things that I'm never going to see anywhere. If you try and ground it and make it all as gritty and realistic as possible, you took away 90 percent of the reason why I watched it in the first place.
2: Yeah. Also, I um, I feel like I've had enough of the Dark Knight that I don't know if I. I mean, I, I know they're not the same thing, but I just kind of I'm like eh. I'm also not a huge um, Batman fan. I mean, I like Batman, and I like the Dark Knight movies.
1: um, I'm not even really a huge DC fan.
2: You know, I I used to think that. I I grew up reading almost exclusively Marvel, um, because I loved the whole idea of mutants, um, because their powers were so diverse and awesome, and kind of specialized. But um, I I have... I grew a newfound appreciation and love... Not newfound now, but I grew... To love the DC Vertigo imprints um, when I was in high school and college because that was Sandman, all the Alan Moore stuff like Watchmen, V for Vendetta, um, the Saga of the Swamp Thing. Um, uh, oh, was it Black Orchid or whatever? Um, Constantine, Hellblazer. Um, uh, and
0: I have been reading through Hellblazer. I've read almost 150 issues of Hellblazer in the past couple weeks. Dude, Hellblazer
2: is amazing.
0: Yeah. It's uh, really that's, also, we should probably
2: start watching Constantine. If you uh, have you started watching that?
0: I, I watched the first episode, and uh, it's doing a lot of. Maybe it's just referring to issues that I haven't read that yet, but it's doing a lot of weird stuff that I uh, I didn't really understand what was going on there. Like, uh, you know, Chaz. Yeah. Like his taxi driver friend. Apparently, yes. in the show, he's immortal. Can't be killed. Um, I don't think that that was in the comic book. Right? And I, I, like, I'm watching the episode, and he gets, like, stabbed through the chest. And I was like, oh, my fucking God. They just killed off, like, his only friend yeah. in the comic books. Like, one of the main through lines to the whole thing. They just killed him off. And then five minutes later, he comes back, and he's like, oh, yeah, uh, uh, there's something special about me that Constantine didn't tell you. I, they don't explain it or why he's immortal, but he's immortal. I don't
1: know. See, and I've kind of man, I hate I hate that this sentence is going to come out of my mouth because it sounds kind of hipstery. But uh, I I kind of gave up on all the superhero comics recently, where I just realized I was spending all this money. I was getting frustrated because I was spending all this money, and if you read Marvel and DC, not as much as Marvel, but still DC as well. Like both of those companies have this really kind of fucked up thing that they do where they'll start a story in Amazing Spider-Man and then you have to buy, like, the Fantastic Four to finish that story. Or you have, like... So it's constantly, like, trying to tie every single comic together, but in the end it forces you to have to read, like, 30 books to get the full story of what's going on anymore.
2: They started doing that, I think, in the 90s. Yeah, Um, but it's
1: gotten out of fucking hand lately. Yeah. Um, That's
2: I, I don't really read new stuff, um, and when I do, I wait until it's on trade, collected trade. into a trade paperback because I'm not fucking around. Wait one, waiting for <laughs> waiting for the next installment, and two, I'm not I'm not gonna go out of my way to find um, you know all the all the weird uh, titles that that continue the story
1: well and that's why i kind of really started to fall in love with like image comics um because they were they're they're pretty good at just being like this is our story and it's staying in this book like we're never gonna make you have to buy an issue of walking dead to find out what happened in chew like the chew books will always just be the chew books and the walking dead books will always be the walking dead books and because they're not kind of tied down to a to, like, a family-friendly uh, perspective that Marvel t- tends to get bogged down with. Yeah. Uh, their stories tend to be a little bit more interesting and a little bit more, um, you know, they, they push it a little bit further, like the fact that Walking Dead has people getting their throats torn out. Not that I really even read the Walking Dead books as much as I used to, but, like, they definitely are allowed to up the violence level and up the, up the realism a little bit more, which always makes it, uh, interesting to to me, uh, more so than kind of a Spider Man comic or a Batman. Co- I, I think the other problem is that when characters die in an image book, you have no doubt that they're dead for real. Whereas, yes. uh, you know, there's a really bad case of um, when a character dies in any Marvel or DC book, there's usually but- some fucked up way to bring them back.
0: Yeah, yeah. DC is real guilty of that too. It's the Goku fucking syndrome. Yeah, it's made <laughs> like you can never kill him. They'll always bring him back. It doesn't fucking matter.
1: Yeah, like I remember reading something about like, oh, they killed Peter Parker, and I was like, I, I mean, I could have so? put, yeah, I could have put money down. I was like, I guarantee that literally the second that Amazing Spider-Man Two is about to come out, there'll be some loophole for him to come back because they need to have a, they need Peter Parker to be in a comic book when there's a Peter Parker movie in movie theaters. Like, it's that simple. Yeah. Um, but anyway, sorry, I'm hijacking Adams.
0: <laughs> well, no, I, I was about to say, can we talk about Sandman? Because I never have anybody to talk about I Sandman. have never just read Sandman. Man. Oh, man, you fucking need to read that so bad, Matt. Oh, my God. I've, you are that not is... the
1: first person to tell me that I need to read Sandman. So, I, I mean, I just read Preacher for the first time last year. So I'm yeah. definitely catching up on a lot of the I should've books.
2: Just read the, the everything next... DC Vertigo from the '80s. It's all fucking great. Hey. Yeah,
0: it's pretty well. Uh, never a miss. Yeah, it's pretty fucking awesome. I, I, I mean, I have
2: yet to find a uh, a um, a series that I di- I have not enjoyed at least in some sense. The you know, Matt. I know that I said it a couple weeks ago in a thread, but um, to somebody else. But uh, you should actually read the. Um, the grant morrison animal man because it's really fun
1: yeah i it's, thought you were and, and i made a, a asshole-ish comment because i thought that you were referring to um when the new dc like 52 no, thing no, happened. No, animal two. man was like everyone was raving about how amazing animal man was so i was just assumed that that was the uh the book series you were referring to because like no. that was the book that no one expected like it was like, when they were like, oh, yeah, we're going to revamp everything, like, no one anticipated that Animal Man would be, like, the highest-rated book in that 52. Yeah. <laughs> I'm trying to remember who wrote that.
0: Uh, while you do that, Scott, favorite Sandman storyline? Um, You know,
2: I, I I have a hard time, but the one, because it's been a while since I've read the original, what, like, first 80 issues, but... I really liked when he was going back through all the stories. Um, like he was, um, I believe that he was trying to. There was the one uh, the, the my two favorite. One is, Doctor. Not his name's not Doctor Sleep, but um, you know the the guy who was in the mad house in in the institution, and they let him out, and then he like hold everybody up in the diner, and he made them do all those awful things because yeah, he had,
0: he had Morpheus' helm or whatever.
2: I think he had the stone, didn't he?
0: Yes, yeah, you're right.
2: Yeah, but anyway, um, that was really great. And also when Morpheus goes to hell and finds the that Egyptian woman that she saw him as like a cat. And that was yeah, the woman yeah. that he like would never forgive. Do you remember yeah. that? Like,
0: Yeah, well, he's got to set her free or whatever because he's had her in prison for of, like seven thousand fucking years, or some uh, horrible thing like that. Yeah,
2: that that was probably the most gut wrenching. I think.
1: All right. the uh, The writer was Jeff Lemire for uh, the newest version New animal, of Animal Man. Animal Man, who did uh, for Vertigo, he did Sweet Tooth and a couple issues of like Jonah Hex. That was about it. I'm trying to see what else he's done that was noteworthy. Essex County. I don't know. Uh, And he wrote Uh, a couple issues of a comic called Beowulf.
2: (laughs) Oh, the Beowulf comic. Yeah, I read that.
1: Yeah, then he's just got, like, a bunch of, like, single issue jobs until he got to, like, it was clear that Animal Man and Frankenstein Agents of Shade were, like, his two big books in the 52, which were two of the books that people were like, I can't believe how good these are. But I don't think anyone really, especially the Frankenstein one, I don't think that many people subscribed to it because it kind of went away pretty quickly during the uh, 52 thing. Uh,
0: uh,
1: all right, so what else have you been watching, Adam?
0: Well, I uh, I just got two more things. I, w- I want to have a conversation about something, but I'll I'll do this first. I, I got Holy Mountain on Blu-ray. Um, it's an Alejandro Jodorowsky film. Um, I made this watch... Santa Sangre, way back in in round one,
1: which I still love uh, that movie. Good pick. Yeah,
0: great, great movie. Um, you know what i I think I just have a thing for movies from 1989 because <laughs> Brain Damage, The Cook, The Thief, and Santa Sangre for were all from '89. Um, but honestly, but yeah.
2: the best movie you picked is Brain
0: Damage. Yeah, so Brain Damage. You guys added a whole other layer to Brain Bear that I didn't really see, and you made it even better for me. So I do appreciate that.
1: Wait, what layer
0: uh, was that? The the drug addiction. Like I I knew like I saw that it was obviously a, you know a story about a guy who's addicted to this thing, but I I was more focused on like a guy who was being controlled by a brain slug and just you know focusing on that aspect. When you really see it as a metaphor for drug addiction, it it makes it ten times better. I don't. know.
1: Yeah, I love that. Just, I love that movie. That's probably I know it's like blasphemy to say this, but that's probably my favorite film by that director. Uh over the over all three of the uh case movies in Frank and Hooker. I still haven't seen Bad Biology, though.
0: Bad I biology
2: like, is Entertaining, Scott. but it's not something you rewatch.
0: No, yeah, you definitely don't want to see it again. But <laughs> I, I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it more than Scott did, so I don't know. Um Whatever. Uh, so yeah, I got Holy Mountain, which is like I I'm happy that I own it. I'm super excited that I own it, especially on Blu-ray. But I just cannot work up the uh, the nerve or the brave to to watch it again. It's it's really 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 difficult to watch. Um, I did uh, forever ago. I did a write-up where I explained like the first 120 seconds of the movie and just the first you know two minutes of that movie putting it down on paper and reading it out loud, it just sounds like the most insane fucking thing that you've ever heard in your entire life. Crazy than Hausu. This is if Hausu took acid. That's what you get out of this movie. It's fucking nuts. Um, so I have it here. I just don't want to watch it alone. <laughs> I need to find somebody who's willing to watch it with me. Um, and the other conversation that I wanted to have was um, movies that we're just never going to do in the club.
1: Okay.
0: And I nominate all four of the Twilight movies. (laughs) I just, just, we're just, we're never going to do them. It's a no. If you, if you ask us, we're going to say no.
1: Uh, yeah, probably. That's probably true. I mean, there's a lot to be said of like, oh, that's not hard. That's not hard, but that's really fucking not hard. Um, I'll, I'll do mine real quick. Uh, because I watched three th- three other things, um, and none of them were really... Well, I watched four things. Two of them were barely worth discussing, but I watched uh, Argento's Dracula 3D because it was on Netflix Instant Watch, and I hadn't listened to the Flophouse episode about it yet, and uh, it was awful. <laughs> it was, it's, uh, it's an embarrassingly bad movie uh, that makes little to no fucking sense, and, like... Tries to do way too much on such a small budget that it just makes everything else look shitty and stupid. And then that's
0: so
2: it's basically like 90% of Daria Argento's movies. Is that what you're getting
1: at here? Yeah, pretty much. It's no Creepers. Oh.
2: <laughs> well, it's because it doesn't have Jennifer Love of My Life Connolly in it. Oh, no, that's. Is that. What's Creepers?
1: Yeah, that's the one.
2: Yeah. Uh, no, I'm the other,
0: damn, damn eyebrows.
1: The, uh, the other one I watched. Because if I see that a movie is getting removed from Netflix, I immediately – I'm like, oh, well, let me watch that while well, it's still there. So I watched Hansel and Gretel, Witches of Warcraft. What? what? Yeah, it is like – like it is – you know how like when there's a movie coming out uh, that there's a chance – Or, I'm sorry, Warriors of Witchcraft, not Witches of Warcraft. I'm an idiot. Um, (laughs) You know when there's like a movie coming out, like Transformers? There's that studio that'll do Transmorphers?
0: The Asylum.
1: Yeah. Uh, I don't know if this was specifically Asylum, but it was the exact same business plan with whoever made this movie. Was it like, shit, there's a Hansel and Gretel movie coming out? We gotta make this stat but let's make them not know that they're descendants of Hansel and Gretel and just college kids. And let's focus on that for an hour of the hour and 20 minutes. (laughs) Wow. Oh, it was so fucking brutal. Uh, The only plus is, like, the chick is uh, not not bad on the eyes, but otherwise uh, the movie is bad on the eyes. Um, But on the flip side, as I'm a couple weeks ahead of the Every Damn DVD Tumblr page that I've been doing, I've been working my way through rewatching the Alien franchise and uh, I literally just finished watching Aliens before we started recording and uh, I always forget how much fun I have watching those movies but those like Alien is a is a good atmospheric horror film for but I love Aliens um Like I fucking love aliens. That's not really a newsflash at all. Yeah. Is there anybody that doesn't
2: like that movie? Yeah. Person that doesn't like aliens, then I'll show you someone who hasn't seen the movie Aliens.
1: (laughs) And finally, uh, as we've been recording these episodes, I've been rewatching Return to Oz on TV, and that is one fucked up kids' movie. Yes, it is. And it just. Yeah, and it just dawned on me as I'm watching this that Dorothy is the goth chick from the craft. In
2: which, I was going through Netflix um, and and kind of tagging stuff for my list that are possible picks. Guess what's on Netflix? The Craft. Guess what I might pick? The fucking Craft. Oh, my God. <laughs> I
1: cannot wait to discuss The Craft. We oh, just <laughs> like how fucking hot Robin Tunney was and now she hasn't done jack shit since. Yeah. God, that movie is so fucking good. And it's like right in that era when people cared about Skeet Ulrich. <laughs> 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 That, like, two- or three-year period where everyone was like, man, Skeet Orich is going to be huge, <laughs> and then nothing.
0: Matt, if you... I know you're watching it on TV, so it probably didn't have it, but if if you ever get, like, the DVD version of... I'm Return watching 5, the DVD. It came in through oh. Netflix. Are you? So did you see, like, the little intro at the beginning? Yeah, it's from, equally like, weird. <laughs> yeah, from, like, adult Farooza being like, hey, you're watching my movie. Thanks for watching my movie. Yeah. <laughs>
1: I really I don't know why that was a thing in the early years of DVD where they're like you know what when people hit the play button what they really want to see is these actors all grown up telling you that you're about to watch a movie that they're in
0: Yeah <laughs> that doesn't break your suspension of disbelief at all <laughs> Hey was, guys what what broke your suspension of disbelief in House?
1: Uh the first 30 seconds. <laughs> <laughs> Literally I when the cartoon is. when the cartoon letters Houseu came upon my screen
0: <laughs> it wasn't when the man turned into a pile of bananas
1: <laughs> you mean at the end of the movie <laughs>
0: yeah well man- I was still with it up until that <laughs> <point>. <laughs> <laughs> so
2: like... best uh, scene in How
1: we already went over this you guys didn't yeah. give me yours I said the piano thing and I oh, said right. kung fu kicked the chandelier yeah. thing Get That's your right, head wow. out of your ass, buddy, and tell us what I'm you've sorry, been I was, watching. i was
2: browsing Netflix looking for my pick.
1: All right, well, what have you been watching?
2: <laughs> me?
1: Yeah, we're on to uh, you. And uh, we can wrap uh, this shit up and I can get something to eat. <laughs> you've been
2: eating this last hour and
1: a half. No, I still yeah, you talking about Listen, people can listen back to the playback. You can clearly hear me pick up the ice cream and put it back into the fridge.
0: Also, Matt, what are you doing with your life that you're eating ice cream first? What are you doing? Dude, the the
2: thing is to never stop ice cream uh, and stop eating ice cream. It's like not eating ice cream first, it's always eating ice cream. I want that tattooed. Always be eating ice cream.
1: Uh, <laughs> Never not eating ice cream. Sorry, it's been forever since I watched this movie. I forgot how absolutely terrified the Scarecrow is when he comes to life near the end of this movie, too. <laughs> <laughs> it's like the most terrifying costume I've ever seen in my life. Uh, anyway, continue. <laughs>
2: um, it, a lot of friends, because Megan's been watching binge-watching it for the last three weeks. Like or maybe it's only been two and a half weeks, but God, it feels like forever. Um, <laughs> uh, I realized that Megan is Jennifer Aniston's character. She is the Rachel, um, and well, she's you're the she, Chandler. She's, I guess I am. She's like, no, <laughs> y- y- no, 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 no. I, I, yeah, I'm the Chandler. I'm not the Ross.
1: No, not at all. You are the Chandler.
2: Yeah, I was absolutely. She said so herself. Um, but, yeah, like also um, – so she was at the part in Friends where um, Chandler kisses uh, – uh, I can't remember her name, but it's – it's. They Kath- were on a break. Ka- no, no, no. Oh. Chandler. Chandler is not
1: – Oh, oh, I'm getting Ross and Chandler all confused now. Yeah, okay, I'm Chandler. I'm,
2: Chandler. I'm, I'm the guy that's living with, with the – With idiot- Joey. <laughs> yeah, but so Joey's dating Kathy and then um, – Chandler kisses.
1: Oh my God! You're getting to my favorite episode of that entire show, the Thanksgiving episode with the box. I,
2: uh, is that the one where he's in the box? Yes. Yeah, yeah, that was a great episode. I <laughs> <laughs> was just like last night or two nights ago, I think, when Megan finally got to that episode. But yeah, like, um, I'm not a big, I'm not a big Friends fan, but it is absolutely a um, an easy way to waste time and, uh, but, but. Me- Megan totally is is very much like um is very much the Rachel because she there's the part where Rachel and Ross are back together and they're laying there and Rachel's like um she like smacks Ross's face as she says something like to the beat of each syllable and that's absolutely something Megan has done to me before. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well like the thing is cuz you bring this up and I mentioned this to someone else before like I know that I watched Friends when it was on the air. Like, I know I did, but I don't remember it. And uh, I would always see the DVDs for so cheap that I ended up buying, like, the first six seasons for, like, 20 bucks. And uh, re-watching it, like, it's one of those shows where it's like, I, I don't know if I like this. Like, I get why it's – but, like, you watch it and you're like, you can 100% understand why it was such a huge success. But, like, it doesn't necessarily mean that it's a good show, but, like, I watch it and I'm like, if this show didn't exist, we probably never would have had a Scrubs or How I Met Your Mother or, like, any of those shows that kind of took that concept and made it better.
2: Yeah. But, I mean, it's still entertaining and there's definitely still some fun jokes in it. But, um, yeah, I think you're absolutely right. Like, when I think about how much I loved everything except for the last season of How I Met Your Mother – it is very much just a more well-done Friends. Absolutely.
1: But, like, that show would have... Like, and that also comes from having just rewatched all of ALF for that blog. Like, you watch the shows that were on television that were hits before a Friends came around, and, like, Friends really was kind of that, like, no, we're going to actually have these characters and they're going to grow, and there's... You know, we're going to introduce characters that aren't just going to be here for one fucking episode. Like, they're going to exist in this world and come in and out of these characters lives versus like a ton of other shows. that would just be like, Hey, we're going to introduce this character and now they're best friends, but we'll never fucking see them again. uh, I think
0: the best way to describe friends is that it's watchable.
1: (laughs) That is, that is pretty much the the main word.
2: So how pissed do you think Steve's going to be when he listens to this podcast and we talk about the craft And friends.
1: (laughs) Oh, he'll lose his mind. Uh, What else have you been watching real quick so we can wrap up? Nothing. All right. Well, in two weeks, some genius of a human being picked the masterpiece that is known as Alligator. So we'll be discussing that. But... Next week, we'll be discussing Wolf Creek 2 as Picked by Discreetly Red. As I said last week, word on the street is you don't need to see Wolf Creek 1 in order to enjoy Wolf Creek 2. And uh, based on my opinion of Wolf Creek 1, hopefully that's for the best. Uh, (laughs) Here is the trailer. Bloody hell, are you buggers doing out here. <laughs> In this
0: world, there's people like me, and there's people like you. <laughs> Did you get hit? <laughs> and people like me eat people like you. is a knife, big shirt, or an outback legend. Come to my country. Walk around like you own the bloody place. Come between a man and his meal and just work
2: away.